Hello and welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Olivia, your senior content producer and editor of the Booktopian blog. And I'm sitting here today with Joe Lewin, our head of great product. Welcome, Joe. Hi, Olivia. And our um, fiction specialist, Ben. Welcome, Ben. Good morning. Good morning. So today we're talking about the wonderful 2020 Booker Prize Longlist, which was released a couple of days ago. Um, so a long list, I think, full of um, some not surprises, but also a bunch of like debuts and like, I guess you would say dark horses. Um, it's a really interesting list. Um, not what I thought this year's would be. So I guess let's just leap in and talk about it. Um, what are our general, like, what are our initial opinions about the long list? What do you guys think? Shall we start with you, Beth? Well, there's a lot of debuts, um, yeah. uh, but that's what makes the long list exciting. You know, that's uh, um, it's always a, a wonderful. Um, uh, how would you say? It's a wonderful relief to see um, our authors you know and love uh, make the list, especially for um, especially last year when a lot of the the big name authors that made the the list uh, hadn't even had their books. Published or, or their books had only very recently published and um, they weren't widely read yet. Um, so that's a, a wonderful endorsement for an author you love. Um, but the glory of the, the long list, um, which is that, you know, it's an award, it's a totally subjective thing, is that it can introduce um, millions of readers to um, authors that they wouldn't normally encounter. Yeah, definitely. So many debuts because I mean, really, the way the the way the process works with the you know the publishers submit the books that they think are worthy, and they have a certain number of submissions, and those those novels really have to be read by the judges. Um, yeah. So, uh, it really does level out the playing field that the you know the the individual publishers are the ones that um, that judge the quality, not just on the. Um, the name of the author and picking picking known authors out of slush pile, but really by the quality of the works that um, that they've read during the year. And the publishers are the ones that really know um, they know their lists intimately and much better than anyone else. So they're able to say, you know, that um, Gabrielle Krause is, you know, completely debut. No one's heard of him before, but we really think he's worthy this year. Um, For that's a really that's a really interesting one of the really interesting things and how I think all of these debuts bubble up. And they get to hang out with Hilary Mantel. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen a couple of people discuss about the weird pressure that it puts on debut novelists and pressure in terms of like there's like definitely a pillar of the publishing industry. It's kind of propped up by debuts and they get so overhyped and then kind of fizzle out into nothing, unless you're someone like Sally Rooney or like Sarah Perry or Kylie Reid in this case, who's been nominated this year. Um, her book, Such a Fun Age, was, it was a Reese Witherspoon book club pick. I think it's been optioned for film or television series off the top of my head. Um, it's also just a cracking read. So. Yeah, in my opinion, like, this, this, is, this is by far the most commercial book on the list. Mm. Um, yeah. That's not a bad thing. Being commercial is great. Um, and uh, I've talked about this book with a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, it it uh, divides opinions. Some people uh, detest this book. Really? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I've had friends who've like tossed it across the room. They 
they I think they struggle with the protagonist. Um, it's um, it's a it's a, a really millennial novel in that you have a protagonist who is working against class and racial structures that are just um, pressing in on her in all different directions. Um, and uh, the protagonist is not um, is not Elizabeth Bennet, which a lot of people want in a female protagonist. I think yeah, um, yeah. the protagonist is a is a um, you know a, a, a normal person. <laughs> She's largely passive in a lot of ways, um, which I think is what has frustrated a lot of people. Um, but this also this novel uh, maybe gets under the skin of people because it's about the uncomfortable ways in which um, race and class yeah do terrible stupid stuff yeah and um, we did a Q and A with the author um, on the blog and she we asked her questions about like how do you see the characters in your novel are they like in terms of their dimension dimensionality is that a word it's a word now and like she was very clear about um you know no one in this novel comes off like 100 percent all white or black sorry to like be very obtuse about this but like um i'm trying to find exactly what she said but she um she's like i love whole characters that have wonderful qualities and still make bad choices um and I think that really comes across in her characters. They're very multi-dimensional and yeah. believable. I think. Yeah. I think that's what frustrates people about the novel. It's, a, it's one of those novels where you are reading through it, and just as you start to like the character, mm. you feel like yelling at them, like, "Don't do that!" Mm. You know, I, I liked you. Don't like because you feel you feel, um, you feel uh, I, or I felt an affinity both with um, the protagonist and with the other woman, I can't remember her name, but the oh. white woman, um, uh, I felt uh, aligned with both of those characters and e angry with both of those characters for the way they behave throughout the novel. Um, it's an utterly frustrating novel and, as you say, a very, a very commercial novel. It's very unusual to see something uh, bubble up into the, the um, collective consciousness through something like Reese Witherspoon's Book Club and then end up on a Booker Prize long list. And I think looking through and, you know, full, full disclosure, I have not read all of the books on this list. I have only read two. Um, but looking through the descriptions of all of these novels, um, there are no 800-page novels in one sentence. Yeah. There are no, uh, there are no uh, books written in uh, in any kinds of uh, Creole languages. There are no books written in, uh, in verse. Uh, it's, it seems like they're all just novels. They're, they're, all, they're all just stories, um, which is kind of unusual. There's no dialect, no, no gimmicks this year. Yeah. Well, I guess, um, well, on the judging panel this year, we have Lee Child, who is a very mm. special novelist. And I do remember seeing a bit of, like, upset from like some people who are yeah what business does he have judging the booker prize i'm like you know what why not yeah <laughs> just because he writes commercial he may yeah. so i thought that was an interesting choice um but um there's also a lot of other books that have been gathering 
a lot of buzz, so, so, such as um, How Much of These Hills is Gold by C. Pan Zhang. I have this at home and I really want to read it. I just haven't gotten around to it. And I'm really excited. Good yeah. Can I go find it? It's like Sebastian Barry SK, American Gold Rush. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, children mm. living through uh, lots of adversity. Mm. Um, yeah. I started reading uh, This Mournable Body last night. Um, I, I thought I would have a dip into the list and I started there. Mm. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. So I never read uh, Nervous Conditions. Um, I had to read it for uni. Oh, okay. What did you think yeah. of Nervous Conditions? It was a while ago and I think I read it for a subject on post-colonial fiction. So it's Sitsi Dangaremba. Yeah. Um, it's still on my shelf somewhere. I should probably dig it out again and have a have a look at it again but um she's one of the few non-debuts on the yes. list yes that's right uh, she's quite an experienced author mm. um but i guess there is an elephant in the room on the list and that is well less of an elephant more just a charging bull i guess and that's the mirror and the light by hillary mantel um who is a two-time booker prize winner and she's won both of those prizes for the first two novels in her Wolf Hall trilogy or Thomas Cromwell trilogy. So Wolf Hall, Bring Up the Bodies, were both Booker winners. Um, is there any point in even speculating about the winner this year? Do we think that the Mirror and the Light is going to cinch it? Yeah, I guess I guess that would have been an uh, obvious place for us to begin our podcast, really, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> does anyone else? Does anyone else even have a chance? Is there ever, even any point having? Um, having a long list when uh when she's sitting in there with with such pedigree um and i think especially or maybe despite last year's winner you know like margaret atwood um testaments winning the booker uh you know a joint booker will will they do the same this year will they go okay well we can't just have old white women uh you know winning the booker for continuations of series. We always have to uh, give a nod to an emerging author. What, what's going to happen? Well, the book is meant to be for the best book yeah. you know, <laughs> um, in that year. So there's there's no um, there's no hard rule that Mantel is going to win. I, I can totally understand that she'd be the um, bookie's favourite. Mm. Um, and it's a terrific novel. Um, it caps out on a, a brilliant series of books. Um, and it is a, you know, it is a, it is, you know, it, you need to read the series if you, if you haven't. It's, um, it's a, it's a worthy investment of your time. It's a, it's a great sort of achievement in um, uh, English language literature in this century. Um, it's huge. It's awesome. Um, but she doesn't have to win. Yeah. Yeah, I think that book will still find, has still already found its readership and will continue to find its readership whether or not she wins. And even if she loses and people think it's a scandal, that might drive further sales. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like um, Sally Rooney was left off the short list a few years ago for normal people and I think that book's just gone on. Like the trajectory of that book has been sky high. Yeah. So sometimes the scandal is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, in addition to um, sorry, uh, in addition to Anne Tyler and um, Colin McCann, 
and obviously Hilary Mantel. Um, uh, there were a, a, a number of um, other sort of established um, authors that didn't make mm. the cut this year. Um, Ali Smith is one of them. Uh, Maggie O'Farrell, you are very upset about Olivia. I'm sorry, I really loved that book, Hamnet. And it's not just because it's about Shakespeare, it was just, I think it was gorgeous. Um, anyway, I won't go on about it because I might cry. Um, oh, Olivia. <laughs> I'm being dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> you just set yourself on fire instead. It's fine, immolation. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting that they've gone for a lot of, like we've already talked about the fact that there are lots of debuts. Um, have we actually listed like which ones are the debuts? So there's Real Life by Brandon Taylor, Such a Fine Age by Kylie Reed, How Much of These Hills is Gold, C. Pan Zhang, Love and Other Thought Experiments by Sophie Ward. I think that's that's a debut, isn't it? Um, yes. Have, and Burnt Sugar, Abney, Abney Dosh. That is not a debut. Um, that's one of the books on the list I've read, and it's uh, sure? excellent. It says a searing debut novel about mothers and daughters in the. He has written book. something before. Maybe it's maybe the previous maybe it was not novel. Yeah, and same with yeah. uh, Diane, Diane Cook, the new wilderness. She's written mm. short stories before, but this is her right. Yeah, yeah. Other people on the list have you know they're not debut authors in that yeah. sense. But in terms of writing a novel, they are debut. Yeah, in comparison to someone like Titsi Dungarembe, uh, Anne Tyler, Hilary Mantel, Colin McCann, who all have, you know, established canon of, yeah. um, of work. Yeah, well, if you go by that definition, um, George Saunders, who's, who was, when he won, was one of the most established um, writers in um, the English language, um, was a debut novelist. <laughs> so. Yes, true, true. Yeah. Well, and, you know that's what the that's what the prize is for, isn't it? Like you can't uh, be in it for short stories, so um, it is first uh, opportunity. Mm. And like one thing I do like about the book is that it sw kind of swings between rewarding those like first time novelists, debut novelists, even if they are an established source. So we've got like George Saunders and Anna Burns. I think she'd written. No, she had another novel before that, but she didn't have as much of an established um, body of work as much as Margaret Atwood or Bernadine Evaristo. Um, so it kind of, there is no hard and fast rule, at least from what I can see. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's, a, real, uh, there's a real spread. And there must be, I would imagine as a judge, there must be a huge weight of, pressure because it's not as if you're reading these books in a vacuum you know who Hilary Mantel is yeah. um, you know who Anne Tyler is and it's very difficult um to read and judge these books I would imagine uh without paying any, any mind to the author's previous works you know and someone like Anne Tyler who's you know been pipped for the um for the booker before um mm. she's for the orange prize she's been passed over and passed over um you know is there a is there a temptation to kind of um you know shoo her in because she's done the hard yards which i think to a certain extent there was a um you know there was a a 
a sense of like, well, you know, did the Testaments get the Booker last year because The Handmaid's Tale missed out and maybe they looked back and and thought, well, The Handmaid's Tale should have gotten one. I think at the time The Handmaid's Tale was written, the Booker was not extended to, oh, no, because she's, she's Canadian. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's Commonwealth yeah. countries. Yeah, sorry, I'm catching up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's frustrating because I I thought um, Girl Woman Other was fantastic. I read it yeah. earlier this year, and I I think it would have been I would have only given it to Bernadine to be honest. If I was on if I was on the book, of yeah, Bernadine. a lot of people have given that opinion. Yeah, that she should have won fantastic. alone. Yeah. Beautiful. One of the favorite it's novels I've read this year, actually. It's a beautiful book, and look, I enjoyed the Testaments, but. Yeah. yeah, you know, it was it was it was uh, it was good. It, it didn't change my world. Yeah. Whereas, it like, I finished Girl, Woman, and Other, and went around to everyone going, "Have you read this?" Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what you that's kind of what you want. There have been some there have been some Booker Prize winners in the past that I've struggled through. Mm. Um, you know. Uh, Brief History of Seven Killings, for example, um, weeks and weeks and weeks to read and there were times when I just wanted to put it down because I was struggling with it. Same with um, The Sellout. Uh, But they're books that have stuck with me, you know, Mm -hmm. and years later that I read a lot and there are a lot of books that people go, have you read this? Yeah. Yeah. Is it good? I can't remember. What's it about? Can't remember. (laughs) But I, I have got to say that those books, even though I struggled with them at the time, were I, I still remember what they were about and what they stood for, and they they really stuck with me. So um, even I think you guys probably remember me coming back into work after reading Milkman and being very frustrated and going, "This is a stupid book." Yeah. Um, but I still talk about it and I still think about it all the time. Uh, the the issues and uh, the issues in the book, the style of the book. You know, the voice. I love that book. I still adore that book. I adore I it. At the time, I found it so frustrating. Mm. Yeah, but even books like Wolf Hall, which I read and I struggled with and I didn't love it, but I still keep thinking about it because it's so immersive. Um, so you've definitely hit the nail on the head there, Joe, I think, with Booker Prize. Yeah. It's like they know what they're doing and even if it seems weird at the time, you think about it later and you're like, I'm still thinking about that book. I'm still talking about the book. It's still made its mark on the culture, you know. Absolutely. And it's and it's great to see, um, I think, when a book wins the booker, even a book that's as out there as Brief History of Seven Killings, which, you know, mm. in a normal, in without the Booker Prize, so few people would have read because it's not easy. Um mm. A book like that comes into the collective consciousness and people make the effort to read it and they they suffer through it and um, then they've kind of enriched themselves. Yeah. We hope. And there, there becomes, you know, there comes a, a discourse about that that difficult style of writing and reading um, in the in the broader community. Yeah, definitely. So well, we've talked a lot about the big heavy hitters and the commercial, more commercial picks on the list. But is there a book on this list that you haven't read that you feel like this is a up the butt to actually start reading? Because um, for me, I think I really want to dive into Real Life by Brandon Taylor. I've seen a lot of people talking about it online. 
it looks interesting. It's a campus novel. Um, yeah, that looks. That, that yeah. one is really calling to me at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm being called by um, Shuggy Bain. I love a gritty, um, mm. uh, you know, a, a gritty Scottish tale. Um, and I'm also really drawn to burnt sugar. I think um, it, it sounds really, really interesting that examination of uh, of motherhood and um, yeah, that one that one's really, really calling to me. It's so well done, and that book I'm is not um, yeah, it's and it's not um, it's not heavy. It's um, it's 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 a it's a light. Um, well, it's it's heavy in 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 um, content, but it's yeah. a it's light in page count. So mm-hmm. that, that's why you can knock over. Um, and it's caused quite a bit of uh, controversy. So um, Avni Doshi is uh, American of Indian descent, and that book has been uh, published in India also, and has been reasonably controversial there, I believe. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, yeah. I wonder why. Like, yeah, that that would be interesting. I would need to read up on that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, another book that's kind of been a little bit controversial is um, *A Pyragon by Colin McCann. Um, mostly just because it's not an own voices novel. It's you know an Irish man writing about the conflict in Palestine and Israel. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to read that one. I've got that on the yeah. shelf. It's 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 a chonker, um, and I've got to I've got to give that some time because yeah, I think that's totally worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, it interests me because um, again, we did a Q and A with him, and his answers were quite interesting. And um, I don't know, like it's that thing of you know, write what you know, but it does that rule really apply these days? Um, yeah, well, look, I I think that 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 rule. There's a certain uh, group of people who believe that rule applies absolutely these days in a way that you know, it never used to be an issue. You could go, okay, well, he's, he's writing about the conflict that happened now from the perspective of an Irish person who lived through, um, you know, yeah. not dissimilar conflict in Ireland. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? But these days I think people are a bit touchy about the whole um, the whole. Mm. Uh, issue of of writing from a place that you know. Mm. I don't have a problem with it as long as the author is honest about who they are and um, you know wants to provoke discussion and is respectful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he seems to be quite respectful because he spoke about the fact that he went to Israel and to Palestine um, with some non-profit organisations, and it's based on the conversation that he had with two men. Um, both of whom had lost a child in the conflict and were on, like, one was Israeli and one was Palestinian. Um, so, yeah, I have no doubt that everyone goes into these kind of novels with good intentions. Um, so, you know, and not everyone's going to agree on whether or not the execution is, um, you know, done in a way that's hitting all the buttons that people need it to hit. Yeah, no, but they've all got a fantastic um, endorsement. These these novels there. There's, there's yeah. so many books every year get um, submitted for this prize, um, mm-hmm. and it is a huge badge of honour to make the cut. 
Mm. Absolutely. So what from a sales perspective, what do you what do you see the Booker Prize nominations doing for these kind of books? Like does every book get an equal amount of love? Do you see people sweeping through and just buying the whole long list or do they wait more things for the short list? Uh, no, not not all not all uh, books get an equal uptick. Um, books that uh, had been entirely left alone until um, being uh, uh, listed uh, get a exponential growth on 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 a very low baseline, and, and books that um, you know, like Hilary Mantel that were already doing very well um, will get a a, a modest um, increase based on the current level of sales. Um, and of course, the more commercial, um, uh, accessible sounding um, novels or the more known authors um, mm -hmm. will get a more immediate uptick and then the, the lesser known authors will get a, 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 um, a lighter uptick. That's, that's my experience of looking at the sales of these ones. Hmm. I think it will be interesting to say, you know, coming back to Kylie Reid, such a fun age, I think it'll be really interesting to see whether... Um, you know, a certain readership that might have dismissed that book as, you know, it's just for those Reese Witherspoon types uh, might give it a give it a go now. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really interested to see how um, how the discourse around that novel continues and, and I, I would imagine is going to be reinvigorated, which can only help with sales, whether people love it or hate it. Fair enough. Um, any final thoughts or any wild predictions as to what's going to happen this year in terms of shortlist and potentially the winner? It would be super bizarre if they gave a joint, uh, a joint prize again. Yeah, the inside scoop on that was that they they were told emphatically that they could not do it and they did it anyway. Um, the judges on last year's panel. Um, so, yeah, hell and brimstone, fire and brimstone will rain down if it happens again, but anything can happen with these things. Um, yeah. I, I think it would be a, a huge upset if, if Mantel doesn't make the shortlist. Oh, yeah. Um, I think she's a shoo-in for that. Um, yeah. yeah, anything can happen. <laughs> if Hillary Mantel wins, and I think it will be a huge upset if Hillary Mantel doesn't win. I think either way, everybody's going to be talking about that book. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Alrighty, well, this has been an interesting chat. I always love talking about the booker. Um, it's the prize we love to bitch about, but I think it it has good intentions and it does good things for the industry and for reading in general. Um, and it gives some great attention to books that we might not have heard about. Um, so I guess thanks, guys, for coming and chatting about this book today. I know you're very busy, but, um, yeah, I've enjoyed this. This has been fun. Thanks, Liv. I am going to try my hardest to read this long list so mm. that we can uh, have a chat when the short list comes out and yeah. I'm going to have hopefully some very strong opinions by that stage. <laughs> Wait, I, I really, I, you know, this is this is my Oscars, so I'm... Um, <laughs> Excited. Mm. I'm excited for the chat. Me too. I'm going to dive into how much of these hills is gold this weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. And if you're listening at home, you can 
Find more information about the Booker Prize on our blog at the Booktopian. Um, and any all of the books that we've talked about today um, on the Booker Prize long list are available from booktopia.com.au. So check them out there if you are interested in any of them. And give us a shout out on social media if there is a book that you're particularly passionate about and want, to want us all to know about. So thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia. Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au